Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And this your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Visions. Queen K, we are in season five already. Crazy as hell. Season five, girl. <laughs> season five. Well, how was your week? Oh, oh, girl. Okay, so my week was my normal week, right? But my weekend... It was very draining but very rewarding in the same sense. I was able to pull off something I've never did before, which was a a luncheon for our graduation because we're trying to keep our numbers down at, you know, how many guests we have uh, at our Mm -hmm. child care center. So I incorporated a new idea, and I designed and set up a whole graduation for my kindergartners. It went off smooth. It was beautiful. Of course, I had clients this weekend, um, but I wasn't paying attention to my body, and that led me to the hospital this morning. Um, oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I know, girl. I had a whole asthma attack this morning. But anyway, oh, <laughs> besides all of that, um, I'm well. Um, I, I know I need to start listening to myself more. But uh, like I said, other than that guy gave me another day. I'm still here. Um you know, I am. I took that as a sign that I need to just start listening to my body more. Uh, but other than mm-hmm. that, I feel fine. Um, kids are doing well. So I have a roof over my head, so I'm thankful. What about you, honey? Well, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, yeah, you know, our body tells us when it's time to slow down. Um, it's been a good mm-hmm. week. I've been happy. I've been happy. My main focus That's is good. to finish proofreading this book and get it to the the printing, you know, so we can get it mm-hmm. out there for pre-orders. And yes, so I can't, you know, complain. That's what's up. Okay, y'all, we're going to get on right on into the show. I'm going to hit us off with the A.O. King and Queen quote. Now, I got two for y'all today. The first one comes from Makaya Kenner. I was listening to her church service um, this Sunday, uh, Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday, and um, she was just preaching about setting boundaries for our life. Um, she's a really, really good minister, or I don't know what you call her. I think that's what she calls herself. Um, but she, she just speaks from the heart. Whatever she got going on, she speaks about it, and it was very powerful. Um, so one of her quotes was, "The no, your no is the end of a sentence. Once you say no, you don't have to explain mm-hmm. anything after that. Let your no your, – no, she said no is a complete sentence. That's what she said. I'm sorry, I had to get the right word. She said, let your no be your no. You don't have to go into explaining nothing to nobody. You don't have to give them a backstory after you tell them no. No is a complete sentence and start living your life as such. You have to create boundaries for yourself. If you're wondering why you keep asking God for different things and he's not giving them to you because you're giving away all your stuff, you're pouring from an empty cup. So let your no be your complete sentence. You don't have to say nothing after that. So that was one. Um, The next one, it was actually sent to me by Complex, but it's from from Inner Soul Journey on Facebook. And this is what she had to say about Leo's. I feel like it just doesn't go with Leo's. I think I know with myself and probably other listeners, this probably a hit y'all too. But it says, when you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their own internal struggle than it ever did with you, you learn great. Y'all, we have to learn that sometimes we're not the bad guy. You know, we don't cause this. Sometimes a person is just dealing with their own their own damage, you know, their own traumas. So 
we have to understand that, and there's no way we can fix it. They have to fix that on their own. We could be there as support and motivation, you know, and try to help when needed, but at the end of the day, they have to heal from that themselves. It's nothing that we can do. It is not on us. If something didn't work, if a relationship, if a friendship, if anything did not work and you blame yourself, it's not you, baby. They had a lot of stuff before you, and I'm pretty sure you guys mm-hmm. both identify with the traumas that you both faced when you got in a relationship. But it's not up to you to heal them. You have to heal yourself and let them heal themselves. You can be there at support, but that's it. That is mm. my A.O. King and Queen quote. Y'all, we're going to jump right into Queen K. Slayton. Okay, now last week I gave y'all one about the foundation moisturizer. Okay, this time, if you want, if, you, if you're if you a woman, because uh, somebody, uh, somebody asked me, what if you don't wear makeup? Cool, I got you, sis. We can start mm-hmm. taking care of our skin a little better, okay? Um, get you a regimen that works for you. I know... Um, In the morning, you should, of course, cleanse your face, get your little scrub brush. Make sure you're doing the same thing, but at night, okay? We're going to start to clearing up your face. Also, keep you a good hydrator around and a toner. What I like to do is I like to mix. They already got one made, but, I mean, you know, if you crafty and can do it on your own, go right ahead. But some rose water and witch hazel, use that on your skin as a toner. It's also a hydrator as well. So when you feel your face getting a little dry and you don't want to put a heavy lotion on because you want to, you know, you got oily skin like me, like me, I have combination skin. I have oily and dry. My T-zone gets really oily and my outer parts stay dry. So what I do is I'll hit my face with the witch hazel uh, rose water mixture um, and you just, you know, that keeps your face hydrated, soaking up that sun. So just protect your skin. Um, If you don't want to do the moisturized tint, you know, that I told you about, just start taking care of your skin, okay? Get you a nice, nice little regimen working out. Um, make sure you get a couple facials in there because this heat is going to damage our skin cells, I'm telling y'all. And it's okay if you use sunscreen as well. So, you know, it's not just a white people thing. You know, black people can use sunscreen too. Um, so just yeah, take care of your skin at all costs. So that is my play tip. Um, for the week, and we're going to jump right into the sipping tea for the soul topic. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all, so tonight, it is my turn to mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, okay, I see, I got this. Okay, so tonight we are going to talk about being physically and mentally fit, okay? Uh, this came about where, you know, we just want to touch bases on what it's like and the benefits and the cons. You know, we want to go over everything of being mentally and physically fit because you can't, to me, you can't have one without the other. You know, um, it's a whole body change. Like I told y'all, change brings growth. So anytime you want to step out and do a physical, you know, get healthy physically, you have to also get your mental strong as well. So that's what me and Complex are going to go over tonight. So my first, my aspect is physically fit. My first question, Complex, is what's more important, your physical health or your mental health? Mm. At this moment in my life, I'm going to say my mental. I know because we're getting up there in age, I should be worried about my physical. But my mental Mm -hmm. is is very important to me because um, I feel like in order to get to the point of being physically happy, physically healthy, I have to get my mental right because I just feel like if I work out but I'm not in a mental place mm-hmm. to um, appreciate it, I won't be happy with the results. I'm going to find something else mm-hmm. that's not right. You know, so I have to work on the inside and slowly come out to the outer part. But what about you? 
I definitely agree with everything you say. I feel like in order to stay dedicated, your mental has to be strong, especially when you're putting your body through different exercises, switching up your eating habits, and staying consistent. You have to be mentally strong first because you won't be able to commit. I have had plenty failed attempts. I know, like, almost every year, this was the only year that I didn't say, new year, new me, weight loss goal, or run to the gym this time, because I realized that my mental has to be in this first, because mm-hmm. I can try, you know, I might go one or two days, but after that, my mental's like, don't sit your ass down, you tired, and I, and I literally won't go back to it. Um, so it has mm-hmm. been a constant battle, so I now, I now know that I have to get mentally prepared first. You know, I have to get strong up there first so then I can stay consistent. I'll have the strength to stay consistent throughout. My mind will push me to remain, you know, doing, you know, reaching my goal. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, my next question for you is what are some pros and cons in being physically fit? Pros with physically fit, um, you know, you are shedding the weight. I feel like you could be beautiful, mm-hmm. chubby, or skinny. I just want to put that out there for yeah. the listeners. But if you look in the mirror and you're not happy with the extra weight gain that you put on, once you lose the weight, you feel more confident to take the body pics, you know, from what is comfortable mm-hmm. to you. Because I just want to make sure nobody, but what she's trying to say, listen, sweetie, BBWs to skinny toothpicks, you are all beautiful. But yes, ma'am. Whatever, whatever feels comfortable for you. I think that's a pro. Um, you know, eating healthier. Um, it, it's a stress reliever, uh, and mm-hmm. um, you know, like it, it's just some. It's, it's another part of self love. You know, what I'm saying it's it's another part of dedicating, building. You know, what I'm saying yourself up and like you know working on yourself. A con, and it's something that I struggle with because I'm lazy. Uh, you know, finding the time and pushing through the pain because I'm the type of person I will go to the gym. I'm the one that gets the gym membership. You know, I'll do 45 minutes on the treadmill. I'll do the elliptical and everything. I'll probably even get on the bicycle. But the next day after I get done with that and the pain sets in, that's what stops me (laughs) from wanting to go back. And I know they say no pain, no gain. So I, I I think that's the only con that I can you know, that I can think of because I see a lot of people out here that be dedicated, you know what I'm saying, hiking up yeah. the hill and everything. And I'll be like, I didn't see big girls bigger than me lose weight. And I'll be like, what the hell? Why can't I push past the pain? What about you? Okay, so some pros to me, um, just speaking on my life, is that I'm able to run around and play with my kids more, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I have the energy to uh, you know, with being physically fit, um, I can, you know, my stamina is, you know, I can go for longer. I can, you know, play with them and deal with them and wrestle with them and stay up more. But because before I couldn't do that, you know, I was tired. And I think mm-hmm. it's taking a toll on our family time. Um, also, it's, you know, it helps when you when you can look in the mirror and don't have a negative thing to say about how you look, you know. It yeah. does help, like you yeah. said. And I stand behind what you said. Physically fit is not about being super skinny. It's not about bashing anybody. You know, if you fit, you fit. If you're thick, you thick. That's it. Um, you know, beauty is how you look. If you're comfortable with that, girl, flaunt it. You know, I'm, I'm, there's no bashing here. But just being physically fit does not also 
necessarily mean that you have to lose a ton of weight, you know, because you can be mm-hmm. physically fit at, you know, your weight. Just knowing that you're staying active and you're keeping your body moving. Um, that's another thing, another pro is the fact that your bones don't ache as much. I know that when yeah. I got down to my lowest, um, my bones didn't ache as much. I'm carrying a lot, you know. <laughs> uh, to me, I'm <laughs> carrying a lot. Um, but my bones ache. My knees hurt. I'm getting too old for this. I, <laughs> I got to start changing something. Um, a con I would say about being physically fit is the fact that it costs so much more money to eat healthy. Like, I really am yeah. not understanding that. But it costs so much to eat healthy. Like, when I was on my spiritual fast, all I was buying was vegan foods, you know, no dairy, none of that. And that stuff was expensive. And it's just like, well, damn, how do you guys want us to stay, you know, fit? And the food is just expensive. I understand it takes a lot to make these fresh ingredients and all that stuff. But come on now, if you want the world to be healthier, you say our number one uh, thing is obesity, Let's make this stuff a little more reasonable. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will say that. And then also the fact that we never see ourselves how someone else sees us. We can be busting our ass, losing weight, and we can look good to somebody else, but we would still look bad to ourselves. We're still like, well, no, you know, I just wish that we could see what, because then that mm-hmm. discourages you because you feel like you went nowhere. And then you got people telling you, oh, girl, you look good. You didn't slim down. But it's like, okay, are you telling me this because you don't want to hurt my feelings? Or are you just telling me this because you love me? Like, you know, it's one of those things. So I would say yeah. those are my pros and cons. Um, okay, so my next question is, do you think weight loss supplements are good or bad to use on a fitness journey? Uh, honestly, I've never used well, weight loss supplements. I guess you could say that um, I'm using it now. Like, I bought the EXO. Uh, elixir the um the waist swimmer the stretch smart cream and um i think what's the other one uh i think that one because it's three of them i know that's a stretch mark cream mm-hmm. that gets rid of uh the stretch marks the waist swimmer you know of course that helps to tone it up oh yeah and the other cream the cellulite it helps to like tighten up the skin so when you are losing weight you know any excess skin I guess, like, it's supposed to tighten it up to where, like, it, it won't show, like, that, that cellulite look. But um, mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, like, you put on the stomach. It's like sweat cream to get the pores to open up. But I think, like, mm-hmm. taking weight loss pills and stuff, I don't know. I just feel mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know, I've never tried it before, so I don't know. I think my personal opinion, I think that is uh, unhealthy. I feel like that's something that, your body mm-hmm. becomes dependent upon. Because I know I wanted to try water pills at one point to lose weight. But I started seeing, like, um, you know, your body can become dependent on it to where you'll need it, you know, um, for high blood pressure. I heard that your bones cramp up because it's taking a lot of excess mm-hmm. water out your body. Because my mom took them before, and she lost a lot of weight. But it wasn't to lose weight. It was because of a medical condition. But I've, I've known people that used it, you know what I'm saying, to lose weight as well. And I'd be like, huh, I want to. But the thing about those weight loss supplements, like not talking about swim fast, but like the pills, I think the thing is once mm-hmm. you stop, the weight that the pill took away is going to come right back. Mm-hmm. What's your take on it? Okay, so as a person who has taken weight loss supplements, I I agree totally with what you're saying. Okay, so when I first decided that I wanted to start losing weight was, okay, so I had went through a period where I was stressing, 
and I, I went mm-hmm. through a period where I wasn't happy or, and I wasn't eating. So I had lost all that weight. But then once I came out of that state, I picked up a lot of weight. So I started, mm-hmm. my doctor started me on Adipex. This was like in, I'll say about 2019, she started me on Adipex. Now, I dropped the weight quick, like, but I found out that Adipex is like 10 energy drinks back to back. Okay, you're not hungry, you're just really craving water and you, you lose your appetite because you got all this energy and you're so thirsty. So it just it was just curving my appetite to the point where I was not eating. So mm. my body became dependent on it because after my 30 days of problem, I'm like, well, I don't want to go back to eating like that. Let me get another one. And my doctor told me, <laughs> I'm only giving you two months. You're not getting right. any more. So, you know, that's <laughs> it because I don't want you to be dependent on it. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, you know. And so, uh, so after I was close, I got my refill. And then I'm like, well, damn, my two months about to be over. So I went in there. I'm, no, I didn't even go in. I went online and requested a refill. And the nurses ended up giving it to me for two more times. So, oh, so after that was over, like, because I just didn't want to go back through gaining all that weight. I felt like I looked good. I was slimmer. And I wanted to keep that up, and I felt like the pills was the only thing doing it for me. When really, I didn't realize that it's your mental state. You know, it's how you feel mentally. Mm-hmm. I felt mentally those yeah. pills was working for me. I could have did the same thing without those pills. I didn't take it as that. I felt mm. like the pills were giving me the energy to do everything I was doing. I could have still drank my gallon of water a day. I could have still been exercising, but I felt like the pills helped. So I didn't look that. So then after Can she I- denied my request... <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, keep going, keep going. Okay, so then after she denied my request, I got on this uh, detoxing situation where I went to the Ultimate Body Detox. First off, I'm going to shout them out that. because I will say <laughs> that that detox works, baby, okay? Like, oh, you get rid of all that gook and, you know, so I got addicted to those. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to detox. My body is just holding on to slug, you know, a bunch of stuff that it shouldn't be. So I was detoxing every other month. I ended up getting sick because you're not supposed to do that every month. Like, no, you already cleaned yourself out. Give you time to build, you know, give your body time to build stuff up. So after that, girl, I'm telling you, I done did everything, okay? Um, And then I went to, uh, what else did I go to? Um, y'all, I've just been on different little, every time somebody, oh, the, uh, now the, I will say these are benefit, the goalie apple cider vinegar uh, gummies, those actually do work. Um, they do keep you regular. So those are more, more in a natural state. And, you know, they say, like, you should take a shot of apple cider vinegar because it has other benefits. It lowers your blood pressure, uh, lowers your blood pressure, and it helps you to release, you know, waste uh, that's built up throughout the day, keeps you regular. All that good stuff, keep your skin glowing, all that. So I will recommend those because I feel like that's the most healthiest I've went. And then um, this one lady, Juicing with Jay, she actually has her own juice bar here in Detroit where she mm. has all natural colon cleanses, and I've tried her stuff before as well. She has a Juicing Detox thing as well. Those are really good because it's all natural. You know what you're getting. Um, so I will recommend uh Body Shop Bar, and also uh, Juicing with Jar, all her supplements, because everything is good. You know, everything is natural. Um, but I will say, y'all, we can train our mind to do the same thing those weight loss pills have us thinking that they having us do. 
It's all mm. mind over matter. So I feel like your mental has to be strong enough to understand that and keep consistent so you won't be running like me. Like it took for my doctor to deny me to tell for me to be like, I could do this without her. And once I took mm. the detox and I got rid of all that, you know, that uh, backup, I was able to stay working out here and there. Now, am I being consistent right now? No, because I just tried to get a refill and she denied me again. But <laughs> I did, I did, uh, you know, I'm going to take my little detox and I'm going to get myself back in the gym because I got my mental stronger now, you know, so I know what I want to do. And I'm not doing this to lose a ton of weight. I'm just mainly doing this to be active with my kids. Summertime is coming up, and I want to run around with them, you know. I don't want to be in the bed or, oh, y'all, mama too tired. Y'all go out there. So it's not a weight right. loss goal. It's just me getting fit. That's it. So, yeah. No, I wanted Tom, to piggyback on yeah, I want to pay back on what you had said. I think that's another kind for me. Like, when you do lose the weight, you be obsessed about gaining it back. I think that's another kind for me mm-hmm. to piggyback on your last question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing. Then you obsessed with something else. Oh, my God, I got to stay fit. No, then that'll make yeah. you sick because you just try to keep on going lower and lower. Every time you gain a pound, you feel like you're not doing good enough. Like, I went through that phase, too. I went through the phase of being addicted to losing weight to the point where I was doing crazy stuff, like going on a 21-day diet where I basically ate one boiled egg and half an orange every day mm. just so I wouldn't gain weight. And that was making me sick. So, yeah, y'all. Y'all got to mm-hmm. be mentally strong first. Like, that's what I'm realizing with all of this. Um, okay, so my last question is, do you think a good support system is needed when you decide to go on a weight loss journey and why? You said I think a good support system. Yeah, do a good. Do you think a good support system is needed? Uh, yes, but I think in order to um, have a good support system, that's where the mental, like that, that that's where like being mentally healthy really comes into play. It because we we be in our heads so much. So in order to have mm-hmm. that support system, I feel like you have to get out your head and trust that they're going to help you, you know what I'm saying? Because you're like, oh, you're just saying that. You just, like, if somebody say you lost weight, girl, you're just saying that to be nice. No, like, you really mm-hmm. are. Like, in order to have a support system, you have to trust and believe what they're saying and not in your own head because um, I know I've had a support system, like, not even on losing weight before, but just support system, period. Like, I got you if you need anything, and I'd be too fucking prideful. Like, yeah, whatever. But... A support system does work, especially having someone get out there with you and work out with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, I had a friend back in college that wanted to work out with me, but I started getting in my head because I'm like, she's smaller than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, she could wear a tank top. What the hell is she working out for? And it's like, I'm over here mm-hmm. in my head so much to where I'm looking at her sideways, and she's like, I'm just trying to help you out. But you get into your mm-hmm. head so much where you think that, this person only want to work out with me because they want to they, they want to show me up. No, you got to get out your head and, like, really trust that this person is here to help you get through an obstacle in your life. Well, not an obstacle, but help you. What is it helping you get to, like, through an obstacle? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. losing weight is a fucking challenge. I'm lazy. I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that you actually touched on that because we do stay in our head. And I feel like you can't build a good support system if you're not really, you know, strong mentally. If you're not really trusting people and you're looking at people sideways, you don't really want them around to support you because you're going to think, 
everything they're saying is false or they got a motive behind it. Um, I know that's how it was for me, but I am learning that you, you have to weave out those people anyway, in general, you know, you have to weave out the good, the good and the bad. You have to rearrange your circle every day. Like, um, I think, I think it was our guest Ken that told us that, but, um, Mm I feel the only reason why I feel like a support system is good um, because they help motivate you. I know I've been now. The only thing is I will say is I get more support. Well, I don't, I don't have a big circle for one, and uh, but I will say that I like the support groups on Facebook. Like when I'm doing intermittent mm-hmm. fasting, because it's like they're there. They they don't know you. They're not going to judge you. They're sharing their own struggles. Like, they're showing their before and after pictures, and they're giving you tips if you ask. Like, I love that. Like, the Juicing with Josh, she always has a 90-day challenge where she'll give you the regimen, you know, the workout regimen, the food, um, the detox drinks that you need, and uh, workouts and all that stuff. And she gives the first, second, and third winners cash prizes. And then she gives you the opportunity to do this ever so often. And, you know, and it's all about people just supporting you. Like they they show what they eat. They show the recipe. They show their journey. If they haven't any struggles, they'll reach out, and she'll actually get on there and talk to them as well. Like I really Mm -hmm. love that group. Um, But other than that, uh, yeah, I feel like support systems are good, especially when they're all at the same level as you. Like it was a lady on there, um, you know, of course I'm not going to say her name because, one, I forgot, and two, I don't want to, you know, put her out there, but she was on there like, I, you know, I have so much to do, and I always fall off, like, what can I do to stay consistent? And she was like, guys, I really need y'all to motivate me through this. And when I tell you so many people commented under her stuff, like, girl, you got yeah. this. You can push through this. If you need me, message me. Like, it was just so much love. And these people don't know each other from nowhere, but the fact that they all understand the struggle it was a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, and I think the girl ended up winning the the thing. So, um, yeah, support goes a long way. It will help to keep you focused and motivated, but your mental has to be strong to accept the support. So, yes, that part. Okay, well, we gonna swing it over to my aspect. I just put mental. <laughs> oh, my first question under there is, um, how do you adjust your mental to work on like to work on the physical? Okay, so with me, it takes a lot of prayer and meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. Prayer, journaling, and meditating is all the things that I've been doing lately to get my mental together. I know what areas of my life I need to work on, and I'm working through those so that I can be, you know, more sane to commit to this journey of physical fitness. So um, mm-hmm. those are my, my – that's how I'm, I've been preparing myself. I've also been, like, slightly changing the way I eat. I've been doing little stuff like uh, trying the intermittent, the intermittent fasting where I eat from 12 to 8, and that's it. Um, so just taking little baby steps, drinking more water, you know, even if it's not a gallon, praise myself if I get down to a half a gallon or, hell, if I just get a cuppy in a day, I'm praising myself because, good, girl, you did more than you did yesterday but just taking it a step further each and every day. And just knowing mm-hmm. that, and the main thing is telling myself that I'm beautiful now. Like I have to accept mm-hmm. how I look now, so I won't beat myself up about this. So that's another that thing. Okay. Um, this is something I struggle with, but I think the best thing that I'm doing for me is to just tell myself to 
just, you know, like, just get it over with. You know, like, if I set my alarm clock to get up at 7.30 in the morning to go do a 30-minute jog, just do it, you know, and I'll feel better afterwards. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not exercised in a couple of months because this book is my main priority right now. But um, Mm -hmm. I am, you know, just, like, basically building my mental up to prepare for that because, like I said, I could be very lazy. Like, I could, I don't, if I don't like feeling the pain because I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I got to get back (laughs) out there and do that again today. But I know that's because my body's not used to it. After you do something over and over again, your body does get used to it. Then you got to, you know what I'm saying, add some more extreme exercise to it, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying, so that your body won't get too used to it, and then you stop seeing results. So I'm slowly getting there. I'm slowly getting there. Um, You know, I'm kind of getting my exercise with getting back out in the field to go visit clients, and it's been very crowded in Philly lately, so it's been hard for me to find parking close to their house. I have to park, like, six blocks away and walk, but I'm like, that's okay. I'm getting my exercise in. And with those visits, you know, they keep us on a time schedule to where, like, you have to do the visit and get straight back home. So sometimes I can't even stop to eat. So I guess I've been losing weight that way. But it has not been my main priority. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my next question <laughs> is, uh, do you think it's difficult being mentally healthy? And, like, what I mean by mentally healthy is just, like, you know, not having those negative thoughts, not letting your mind go to that dark place and, like, you know, not feeling so overwhelmed. Is it hard to do that? It definitely is a struggle, especially when, you know, you have past traumas that you're still trying to work through and then to try to add on to, okay, I'm going to stay committed to this weight loss stuff. I'm going to get my mental strong. It's hard because you have to face a lot of stuff in order to be mentally strong. Like, I didn't realize Mm -hmm that this is a journey that, okay, so when I first started the journey of me finding myself and getting my mental right, it was some years ago, y'all, but I didn't understand. Like, I thought, oh, okay, I'm the, I got my therapist. I'm done crying about that. I didn't realize that you have to dig a little deeper. You know, your your your, your current problems stem from your past problems, and I didn't realize that. I thought once I got my current situation under control, I was good. But no, baby, it's a reason why I acted like I did um, because of those past traumas and, you know, what I dealt with in my childhood. That stuff comes back up. So I yeah. now know that, and it's not just, oh, one month, oh, I'm done, like I thought. No, every me starting this show showed me, well, me coming on, I, you know what I mean, me coming on to this podcast, because I didn't start it. It was complex who started it, but me coming on to here. We started it together, y'all. So many, <laughs> so many episodes have really shown me, oh, girl, you are not there. <laughs> you are a couple <laughs> steps behind where you thought you was, right? But it's okay because I can identify what I need to deal with, like, that's the benefit of this podcast for me. I don't know what it's doing for y'all. I really pray that it's doing something for y'all. Y'all getting something out. That's why y'all listening every Monday. For me, it showed me that I it's some stuff I need to work and deal with. This and self-love is my rehab have showed me I'm not where I thought I was with my growth, but I'm thankful for my growth. Like, I'm not mm. trying to knock myself because, baby, I'm going to celebrate my small victories. I am not who I was a year ago, not even a month ago. Yeah. But True. I realize what I need to work on now. So, yeah. That part. Um, I definitely think it's difficult being mentally healthy. I still have to, like, shift my mental when I start to think the worst. Um, Like you said, it's those traumatic events that we 
that we constantly battle with in our head. And sometimes, like, we battle with, I know for me, I can't speak for everybody, but I know sometimes I battle with, like, people who have hurt me in my past. What's going to happen when they come back around? Am I going to be ready? I be having these battles in my head about people that I'm not even around anymore, people that, you know what I'm saying, don't even know that the shit that they did to me is still affecting me. But, um... I think being mentally healthy is a little bit easier than me. It's physically healthy because, like I said, I'm I'm lazy. And you would think, like, oh, Tasha, you're such a spiritual <laughs> person. You know, you should be physically. Nah, sweetie, that's, listen, this podcast has shown me, too, <laughs> that I am not as far along in this self-love journey like I thought, you know, but I do celebrate my growth as well because I know that I'm different. I swear, like, with everything that has happened since 2020, like, every little storm that I have been through, I have been handling it different than I would in the past. Like, I've been really allowing myself to um, feel, cry, you know what I'm saying, and just, like, sometimes I still self-sabotage. Like, sometimes I still get to those moments where I hate myself, but... I just, I be honest with myself, like, listen, you, you got a, you got another day to just get it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't mm-hmm. keep, it, Pastor Charles said it best this past weekend on Pastor, uh, on Transformation Church. He said, like, you know, life isn't going to stop for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to yep. stop. So you got to get your life together some way, somehow. You know, you doing all of this stuff, okay, you know, keep fucking up. But life, life is still passing you by, so... I think that it's definitely definitely hard for me, but um, I see that I'm further along than I, you know, than I was before. I would say that I'm further along with my mental because I used to be a person that lived in anxiety. Like, fear was my best friend. I woke up every morning not able to breathe, just wondering who's going to talk about me today. Who's going to try to get under my skin Mm. today? Who's going to try to take advantage of me today? Is everybody looking? It would be little kids staring at me that made me feel uncomfortable because I just felt like, Something was always wrong. And now I'm at a point now, listen, I'd be in my car singing. I'd be in my car scratching Mm -hmm. my head. I'd be just, like, doing my little goofy dances, and I don't care. I tell people now, listen, you're going to get in my car, and you're going to hear some music that you probably don't want to hear. Do you got headphones? Like, I just refuse to be a people pleaser (laughs) anymore because I'm tired of waking up being scared. Like, on some real shit, I'm really tired of waking up having anxiety about, who is going to ruin my life today? I'm in control of myself. Uh, that ties into yeah. my third question. Where We kind of answered it, but we can go deeper. Where are you at mentally in this season of your life? Oh, mentally, I am I'm, I'm still kind of all over the place, if we're going to be completely honest. I am still all over the place, but that's just because I'm dealing with healing myself. So it's okay mm-hmm. for me to be all over the place because it's a lot. So um, I will say, though, that I am stronger than I've ever been. Uh, yes. I know and accept the fact that I have more work to do, but with God and then the help of him bringing people in my life who I feel that are genuinely there for me, y'all, because it took a long time for me to get the circle of support that I have right now. Like, I am a mm-hmm. people pleaser, and I go above and beyond, but it was the people that wasn't giving me no good. It, they weren't serving me no good. I was pouring from an empty cup, and they didn't give a damn, as long as they got that last drop out of me. So mm. I will say that I am much more stronger than I was. Yeah, I still might be all over the place, but it's a lot healthier now. So, yeah. Yes. What about you? 
Um, I'm at a place mentally, and I'm at where I'm at mentally in this season is I'm ready to. Um, I'm mentally ready to drop my pride. I had an epiphany this mm. weekend. I'm really ready to drop my pride. I've been very prideful, and I had an epiphany this weekend, like where God is always trying to bless me, but I can give to someone, but as soon as they try to help me, no, you don't have to. And it's like, I know God be up in, in heaven, give me the white boy mean face. Like, how do you expect <laughs> me to bless you back? You know what I'm saying? Like, like how, how do you expect me to bless you back when you got so much pride? And, like, I got mm-hmm. emotional because I'm like, dog, I've been too prideful my whole life. So I'm I'm in a mental I'm mentally in a season where like I want to drop that I want to overcome fear I'm getting out of my head God is telling me to you know what I'm saying take my platforms to the next level so I'm like all right what's the next challenge like I'm ready to go like I'm mm-hmm. I'm in a place where I feel like you know what I'm saying like I I know that. I'm ready to just, like, see what else is out there. And it's like I've been praying to God to help help set the path before me, you know what I'm saying, so I could start taking those steps yeah. to become the woman that he called me to be. And I kid you not, after I had that prayer, I got an email from a Transformation Church because I tithe there. That's my church, y'all. That's my home church. I don't care. They sent out emails, like, right. you know, to start registering for the B groups. So I'm like, okay. I joined last Tuesday, and I felt it felt so it felt like home because you know sometimes when you go to these support groups, you can just feel the energy when a person just doesn't really want you there, and it's been hard yep. for me to stick at going to support groups because when I feel that energy, I get in my head like you know what okay maybe I shouldn't go, but I felt so much love from them. I'm excited for tomorrow's uh, session. I'm at a place where I want to start sticking to a routine because, like you, I'm all over the place as well. I procrastinate mm-hmm. a lot. I get in my head a lot about this damn podcast. I get in my head about the other podcast. But I'm learning. Fuck what other people got to say. This is my baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to mm-hmm. let anybody, you know what I'm saying, tell me that you should change this, you should change that. Like, no. Like, I'm doing what makes me happy because, like you, for so long, I've been a people pleaser and doing what makes everybody else happy. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, my last question is, uh, which one is easier for you to achieve, the mental or the physical? <laughs> physical. <laughs> I'm going to say physical because, <laughs> oh, oh, girl, this mental So I mean, it, at least if I commit to, if I could be do my physical, you know, yeah, sure, the pain hurt. But then after Tylenol, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Mental, you can't just take a Tylenol. You're going to want to take a few of them or a whole bottle. I'm dealing with this mental. I'm sorry. That is not, I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm sorry if that triggered anybody. But I'm, I'm just letting you know what I've been feeling like, like going through this mental journey. Um, but mental requires prayer. I mean, yeah, you be like, yeah. oh God, my bones hurt and I'm a little sore. But once you pop a Tylenol, you know, take a hot shower, <laughs> get you something good, you okay for the next day. Mental, that stuff can go on to the next day, and then the day after that. You know, especially if, if it depends on what trauma that you're, you know, coming ahead with. Because if it's something deep rooted, then baby, you could be like that for a month or two, just trying to figure mm. that out. So I would definitely say yeah. physical is easier for me. Because I know all I got to do is do a couple crunches, walk on the treadmill for a couple times, take a couple laps around the park. I'm okay. Watch a couple videos and work out with them. I'm okay. I can do that. I, I like the easiest way possible, y'all. I'm I'm lazy, but I'll do physical over mental. <laughs> no, listen, um, I respect it because 
even though it seems like the mental is the easiest to achieve. Like, I know you say, Queen K, I said you got a lot of strength where God didn't give you in height. That's what he, he made up in strength. But trust me, there be times where I be wanting to go hit the crack pipe because I be like, this is too much. Like, <laughs> numb this shit because trying to be that person to break your family generational curses is not for the weak because you have family members that will sit up there and try to make you feel like you're crazy for setting boundaries and distancing yourself from things. You have people that will try to deal with you. And, you know, like just uh, with me rereading Out of Darkness, I swear, I basically, you know what I'm saying, it got to a point where I really had to call and, like, I, I had to, like, pray to God because, like, with doing No Apologies, that book, you know what I'm saying? It it showed me around. It showed me who was fucked up for me around me. But basically, um, reading uh, out of darkness, that shit mm-hmm. fucked with me. That shit fucked with me. Like, like um, basically, I don't know. Out of darkness is just showing me how fucked up I am. <laughs> like really, and like just reading it, I'm like, yo, I am toxic as fuck. So. The mental is not always easy to achieve because facing some of those demons that you really don't want to face, it knocks you on your ass to where you are laying in okay. Like, you know, it, it, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Like, when, with physical, you know, it ain't nothing to pop a Tylenol. But with the mental, you have to do some prayer. And sometimes I'll be like, all right, God, listen, today I'm just not going to do any meditation. I'm not going to do any reflecting. But then you watch a fucking <laughs> movie and then you still get in the fucking epiphany. So it's like, I don't know, but... I will say mental is yeah. easier because I'm lazy. <laughs> That's but yeah, so. say, like God will show you. Like I, it's been days where I'm like, God, I'm not gonna go in that prayer closet. But then something happened. He's like, No, you are gonna sit down and get this message that I'm trying to give you. You said you wanted to mentally saying, I'm gonna show you. Okay, you you don't want to talk to me in there? Okay, I'm gonna talk to you out here. Girl, it can be right. anything. A post I read on Facebook or Instagram or something somebody say to me like, Okay, God, I see you. Never mind. I'll go in there. I go in the prayer closet. So I completely understand how you feel with that one. Because he's going to get his message across. Whether you want him to or not, it's going to come across. That part, listen. Huh, maybe okay. publish this damn book. <laughs> Girl, it's coming. It's coming, y'all. Y'all, just stay tuned. Those pre-orders is about to start. Man, y'all will not be disappointed. As somebody that has a kind of bully complex into let me read it, Mm-hmm. I'm still going to read it, though. I'm still going to support, but I'm saying y'all are in for something good. So just be mm-hmm. looking out for that. Just be looking out. I was, just share telling, uh, uh-huh. I was just telling D.C. about how, like, I was like, you and uh, Queen K always bullying me about this damn book. I feel like, what's his name off the screen? You remember the first screen where he had hit him in the back of his head? He was like, I'm bleeding here. I think I'm dying. Like, <laughs> that's how I felt, like. Yes, like, yeah, right girl, this is my favorite part. <laughs> yes. No. That yeah. is my favorite part. He was like, I think I'm dying. <laughs> oh, we are so okay. ain't right. I just didn't watch that movie for that part. But anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> we going to jump right into <clears throat> the sipping tea for the soul. Talk. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, I'm off the as a woman question. Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm playing tricks on me. Complex with that as a woman <laughs> question. Okay, so the as a woman question tonight is, um, as a woman, do you feel friends who do not have kids should have the right to give advice on your parenting? Mm. 
Okay, so how I feel about this is it all depends on what type of friend this is. If this is an associate that you just met, you're probably not going to be as responsive to her critiquing or giving you advice about your parenting um, as opposed to someone you've known your whole life. Like Complex, I knew Complex before I even thought about having kids, okay? So when I ask her and I want her response, you know, and I need her advice on it, I'll go to her. I, I go to her all the time, complex, look, look, I'm trying to figure out why the hell my daughter acting like this, why this little one acting like this, you know, why I'm an older one. And I'll listen. I respect her opinion because my thing is at the end of the day, she was here with me throughout all three of my kids. So she knows mm-hmm. them just as well as I know them. Yeah, we're, we're distant right now because she's in Philly, but I'm here. But when I tell you we on the phone almost every day and I'm giving her an update on these crazy-ass kids, she's right there. <laughs> she knows everything. So, it all depends on your level with that person, like your friendship level with that person, because I personally feel like they the auntie, they the bonus auntie. This they kids too. Like I, I believe in it takes a village, baby. I have a good support system around me with these three because I'm, you know, I'm a single mom. So I have to yeah. adapt a support system. I don't get offended when somebody gives me advice or a way to deal with my children. Hell, I need it. There's no handbook yeah. to this. I would, I accept all advice. So yeah, so it all just depends on this on your the mother's personal comfort level, because even then, like a mama, you know, wouldn't some even though if they have been friends for years, you know, they probably still get mad if they they friend without kids try to tell them to do something with their own kids. You know, some people are defensive. I I I've seen it. You know, because where mm-hmm. I work. So I've definitely seen it because it's like, well, damn, I'm here with your child every day. Not only am I here with your child every day, but I also have my right. own three. This is just me giving you some advice. You don't have to take it, but don't don't get mad and get distant and want to pull your kid out. I'm just telling you what I observed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, they do be like that. Like, damn, just going to say fuck the kid's education? I, all I said was this. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I definitely agree with you. I think that advice should only be given when asked because I'm not going to lie. Like, I had a friend before that um, got frustrated with her kids. Like, she just really didn't know how to deal with them, and I guess she wasn't expecting to be a single mom. So, like, there was days where, like, her daughter would come up to her and want to hug her, and she's like, get the fuck out my face. And, you know, you be wanting to just say, like, okay, well, damn, that's not a good way to talk to a child. But then I had to say, I don't know, I don't know if she's going through postpartum depression. You know, she probably doesn't even realize, you know what I'm saying, she's probably tired. It doesn't make it right, but she has to see that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the only time it's best to step in on that, even when it's not, even when the advice is not asked from the mama, is if the child, like, you know what I'm saying, comes to you as an auntie or uncle, and they're saying, like, I feel like I can't talk to my mom about this. Okay, well, let me see if I could get it through to them. You know what I'm saying? But still, watch your approach because because there's no there's no book to parenting. You have to be very careful with how you approach things because people get very defensive about their cubs, you know, their babies. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to come mm-hmm. off like you're insulting someone or judging someone. So like, you even have to watch how you say things. Like, listen, I understand you frustrated, but you know what I'm saying? Like, don't take that on your child. Like, you know, they don't they don't know. What, what frustration, like, you know, don't even let them see that. Come to me and vent to me, you know what I'm saying, because you don't want to pass that down to them, you know what I'm saying, but that's how I feel, like, only when advice is 
ask for it. Don't give it, you know, freely because you don't. I don't have kids, so how the fuck am I supposed to know? I might get frustrated, you know? Yeah. True. I get yeah. where you're coming yeah. from with that. But I feel like, um, and this is just piggybacking off of you, we know the trauma, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all old enough where we're understanding what trauma is because we're in this day of age where it's being expressed and publicized more. If you know yes. that what being yelled at and not listened to did for you, think about what it's doing to your kids. Like, that's where I'm at with this whole parents and stuff now. I want my kids to have a voice, even as young as they are. Yeah. It's a way that you can come off as being respectable but getting your point across. And that's all right. I'm trying to teach my kids. It's all about your delivery. You know, at the end of the day, I understand we do have an older generation where it's shut up. You gonna, I'm going to tell you what yeah. is what because I'm older. But, no, they are little humans, too, learning life, just like we are constantly. We don't have it all figured out. So I feel mm-hmm. like if you know what type of pain and trauma that caused you as a child, don't pass it on to your kids. Because then you got another generation growing up with past mm-hmm. trauma. So, that part. That part. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem, girl. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the girl. I see you. Who you highlighting tonight, Complex? Okay, so I'm highlighting two females tonight. Um, I'm going to highlight my homegirl, Tiana. God used her this weekend to teach me a very pri- very powerful moment about me being prideful. Um, you know, I'm a person, I get in my head a lot about, like, do I really have people that rock with me here? Because, you know, coming to a whole other state and not being around people that you see every day that you know genuinely fucks with you and that grew up with you, like Queen K and my, and my other home in D.C., I get in my head a lot, you know what I'm saying, like, because out of all the friends that I, I out of all the uh, people that I gave the word friend to loosely, you and D.C. are like the most genuine ones back at home. So to find someone here, you know, that just basically told me, like, Tasha, like, you know, you're the most nicest person I've ever seen. I really value our friendship and I will always fight for it and I'm I'm always here if you ever need it you know what I'm saying because I don't want to go into details because I know I'm a real and raw person but it, it's neither here nor there that's between me and God but it was just mm-hmm. her trying to bless me and me trying to block my blessing and I just like boohoo cried because you know like this is where I say right here like people out there be careful of what like be careful of what you throw in your kid's face, or people, period. Be careful what you throw in a person's face because you never know. That may be the last straw for them to say, you know what, I'll never ask another fucking person. I'll struggle before I ask. You know what I'm saying? I'll struggle before I get humiliated. Please just be there for them because people are very prideful, and it's not fair to us that we have to block our blessings. Please, you know what I'm saying? Listen, don't throw it in their face. If, you, if you're going to throw it in their face, don't do it at all. But I want to shout her yep. out not to get too long-winded. And I also want to shout you out, Queen K. Girl, I see you. Um, I want to say yeah. thank you <laughs> because, no, on some real shit, when no apologies came, before no apologies got published, dog, I was in my head about the errors and the grammatical errors in there. I'm like, dog, I can't believe that this there, there's a published copy out there with all of these flaws. And Queen K kept saying, Tasha, this book is so powerful, I, I bet you people going to say I only noticed one or two, you know, like, flaws. They're not going to be able to point them all out. And I'm like, well, shit, I can mm-hmm. see. And I swear, everybody has been saying, like, I really thought that you were just saying that to make me calm down. But thank you for just mm-hmm. always showing me and seeing in me 
that I'm dope. You know what I'm saying? Because I was scared. Like, you know, as as our um as artists, we are sensitive about our shit. I'm telling you, like yeah. if you was doing a celebrity's makeup, you'll be like, uh uh-uh, uh, bitch, you about to go on Vogue, you about to go on what? You about to go on what magazine? Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't like the way we, 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 we work on stuff until we feel like it's it's time to put it out there. So just thank you yeah. for for seeing in me what I didn't see in myself because I'm finally seeing it. I just wanted to say that I love you. And thank you for just always being there for me. Oh, girl, you're trying to make me cry. Oh, you <laughs> ugly. I can't stand you. <laughs> but, uh, so, um, girl, until I take my last breath, you going to know how dope you are, okay? That's that's <laughs> what I'm here for. Same here. Um, the feeling, I mean, and everything is mutual. You pour into me just like I pour into you. I think that's what makes this friendship so dope. Um, I'm going to highlight <clears throat> two people tonight as well. The first one, excuse me, y'all. The first person I'm going to highlight is, well, it's a group of people. Well, I can't even, okay, so I'm first person first, and then I'm going to highlight the rest. The first person I'm going to highlight is my goddaughter, Angel, okay? Um, I'm highlighting her because she's been really, really having me on my shit, like, with my whole product line. She has been the one down my back. Like, she got me on a bet right now that I can't buy any more clothes. Only because, y'all, I got three closets and drawers full of just nothing but clothes for myself. Some clothes I haven't even worn. But she told me the same amount of money I pour into shopping, because y'all got an addiction, <laughs> is the same amount of money I can pour into my product line. And I will say I thank her because because of her, I was able to get my second batch out successfully. My hair grows I still ain't good shit. Mm. I got you. Don't put me out there like that. <laughs>
But what she should have went, well, I can't even say what she should have went, because it's her opinion. What I would have covered is the fact that we don't know what our mothers face as children. You know, um, Mm -hmm. this is a generational thing. If they didn't get that love, this is what they were taught, so this is why they passed it on to us. I will feel like, I mean, like I said before, it's publicized more now about past trauma and all that stuff and coming to terms with it and getting help for it. Back then, you know, because my mom, when I told her that I needed help, this is when I was younger, she was like, don't you go in there telling them people that you need help and you feel like that. They don't, you know, they, they made it to where you were scared to go out and get help. So, mm-hmm. but this is what she was taught. You know, she was taught, you don't tell everybody your problems because then they're going to try yeah. to lock you up and take, take away your you keys. away, yep. so, yeah, so for a while, I didn't reach out to get help because that's what I felt like they was going to do. But this was how she was taught, so she just passed it on to me. It was up to right. me to break that generational curse. And now I'm at, right. a, uh, I'm at a point where I'm loving on my daughter differently because you have to. You have to nurture and pour into them. You have to let them have their voice. You have to let them feel feelings. You know, you don't want to show to them because she – Kira J, I think that's what she said her name was. She is right. Mm-hmm. If you don't have somebody loving on you properly, you will fall victim to the same stuff. Like the type of relationship that I was accustomed to, both of my relationships I felt like stem from my parents' relationship. What I've seen them go through is exactly what I went through in my relationships. But I'm mm-hmm. learning different. You have to unlearn to relearn. So that's I do right. feel like it's true, but she also, I feel like I would have touched on, you know, it's about what our mothers went through. They probably weren't there, you know, to be there for us. So, yeah. It's it's a long thread. I didn't send it all. It was like 10 pages. But it was more so going into, like, the fact of um, how uh, basically, like, a, a a mom will tell her son that she loves him and coddle him before she tells her daughter. Oh, yeah. And I've actually, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to, like, send all of it, because you're like, what the fuck? Why my phone keep going off? But I just <laughs> wanted to touch on that part, but it was basically saying how, like, it's so, it's to the point where black women are not, lives don't even matter down to the parenting. Because I've had a talk with my homegirl before, you know, she feels like her mom babies the shit out of her brother. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. it comes to responsibility, he doesn't know, and when it comes to her, she said, I never heard my mom say that she loved me before. And she was like, I didn't realize this until the therapist asked me, when's the last time you heard your mom say she loved you? She said, I just started crying because I could never pinpoint when she said it. But she said it to my brother so many times. Like, you know, like, they they, they, they love, it's like, it's like we don't get the same type of love that our brothers do. And, like, mm-hmm. that, that's where it was coming from. I should have sent you that part. I do apologize. But if you can, like, can you touch on that, or are you think it's still the same thing? You don't know what they went through. Nope, I sure can't. Um, okay, so <laughs> I don't like to, Hey, I love my family. My mom know I love her, but I am gonna touch on this. Um, I yeah. feel like women, and I had to stop myself from doing this because I was hit with this epiphany a couple of weeks ago that I coddle my boys more than my daughter, and that's just because I was taught that you have to be strong as a woman. You can't be weak. You have to handle business. And because I'm a single mm-hmm. mom, I'm that much more harder on myself, but I've also been that much harder on my daughter because I want her to succeed. Meanwhile, I'm babying my son. You know, I'm <laughs> not a daughter, but I'm babying my son. No. Right. And I feel yeah. like with most parents, with most 
mothers, it comes from fear, knowing the fact that your son already has a target on, you know, because that's, that's the most publicized yeah. thing, black men, black men having a target on their back. Black men, you know, mm-hmm. but they don't tell about the women. Our target is visible yeah. too, but they don't put us in the media like that. So I feel like that's where the baby and stuff comes from because, you know, fear that we have, you know, we want them to feel love and all that stuff, and that's why we go above and beyond for them and we do more for them because we feel like, okay, they're going to be a man regardless, but my daughter, right. she's going to be just tough. I think that's what it is. We want mm. them to be just tough so we're a little harder. I don't want no little princess. No, you're going to be a queen right now. Like, that's what it is. You got to that part. This, this is what you're about to do. You're going to learn how to protect yourself. You're not going to let nobody walk over you. So I think that's why we so hard on our girls versus our boys because mm. we feel like, oh, they're going to grow up. They're going to be strong regardless because, you know, that how, how society has it is the male is superior anyway. So we already feel like they're going to grow up like that anyway, not knowing that the more we coddle and baby them, they're going to expect that in their relationships, out in the world yes. with their job. This is why a lot of them, and, I, you know, I'm not going to say a lot. I'm just going to say some of them don't have steady employment. This is why they run from their kids. This is why they mm. do a little crazy. They got their mother in the background still, as grown as they are, that's babying them, <laughs> not making yes. not make stand up for themselves, not making them correct their wrongs. They're still babying and making excuses for them. I will not be that mother. When I got that epiphany about three weeks ago, I said, oh, no, I'm going to change this. I'm going to be all down your throat in a loving way. I don't know how that's about to turn out, but all my kids <laughs> will be on the same board. Like, no, yeah, yeah, okay, so that's my take on that one. Thank you. <laughs> okay, y'all, we gonna jump right. On. Oh well, okay. So I got something. Oh, we probably running out of time. Okay, so I'll no, just say it. Okay, well, it was a meme that I had came across as well. I mean, you just tell me what you think about this. Okay, so it says she. This is from a relationship aspect. She held you down because she's built like that, but you broke her down because you wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that complex? I feel like that is very true. I feel like that is very true. Um, I I won't put a gender with it, but I see it happen a lot with females though. Like we hold we hold somebody down that's not used to it. That's not used to somebody being in their corner, especially like if they had a toxic mom raising them that didn't show them love, that told them to suck it up. So to have someone in your corner, even when you're fucking up you don't see it as that you're hurting them. You see it as, I mean, no, this is for people. I'm going to say this is for someone who, who is not okay with being toxic. Cause you have some people, everybody battles with good and evil, but some people mm-hmm. are okay with just letting the evil, letting the evil outweigh the good. They're okay with their fucked up ways. They're okay with being over there. But someone who is really battling with both sides and, you know, who really is a good person, but, didn't really have the right way to be shown or what it's like with love. Because I'm a good person, but when you read out of darkness, you're going to be like, oh, this bitch was going. Yes, I was going through this shit because I was hurt. And, you know, the person that I took my anger out on in this story had to basically be the one that I let all of that, everything that I've been through, out on. So, yes, mm-hmm. like, you know, I held you down because I was built like that. I held you down because I was looking for you to validate me. I held you down because I know what it's like when nobody got your back. So, you know, I told myself that anybody that I love is going to know what it's like to have somebody in their corner. But 
because you never had that before, you don't know how to properly handle it. You get what I'm saying? It's like having a gourmet meal for the first time. Someone who's never had it before, they're not going to know how to act at the table. You get what I'm saying? So I'm really learning that. Like, it goes back to your quote at the beginning, the one that I told you, you know, you're going to drag me on, when you realize that people move, you know, on the base, based on, like, what they're internally struggling with. That is so true. Like, I'm learning that half the shit that, I've done in the past and people that have hurt me, it has nothing to do with me. It's really because you don't know what that shit feels like and how I can learn to not hold a grudge for people who hurt me. I have to humble myself and realize that I was not the perfect, that I was not the best, that I've hurt people and someone gave me grace. You know what I'm saying? So I give you grace and I move on. It has nothing to do with me. You just didn't know how to handle somebody like me holding you down. What's your take on it? Yeah, um, my take on it is that, huh, I've been there. I've been there. I've lived through that. Uh, so firsthand, I know that all of that is true. I feel like mm-hmm. when you pour it into somebody, you just want the same in return. You don't want mm-hmm. them to break just because they're broken because, hell, that's what you're trying to heal them from. But like like we said in the beginning, um, you can't heal somebody who who's not ready to heal themselves. All you can do is be there mm-hmm. to motivate them. You can't heal them. That is not your job. That you are not a healer. That's not what no. That's not what you're doing. <laughs> you have to heal yourself. So I feel like, but we try to show them a different life by rocking with them, by having their back, by at their mm-hmm. low points, making sure we praise and lift them up, offer them to break us, and that's only because it's a draining process. That is a mm-hmm. draining process to uplift someone who, one, doesn't want to uplift themselves or doesn't want to heal themselves and is constantly in a battle. And then, two, <clears throat> the fact that they can't pour in or reciprocate the love. So that you're pouring from an and that's what breaks you because it's like, okay, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. What more do you want? Like, it's Tyree thing. What more do you want from me? Like You want from me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like that just comes from pouring from an empty cup. We have to realize that we can't heal them from what they went through in the past because we weren't there. So, um, yeah, y'all, that's how I feel about it. Okay, y'all, we mm-hmm. get to the ending of our show. Complex going to hit us with that no apology thought followed by that self-affirmation. All right, so I got two tonight. My first one is um, I got this from somebody on Instagram. Their name is uh, Fairies Forum. It says, friendly reminder, you cannot attract better until you act better. And um, this really hit close home, close to home for me because, um, I, like I said before, even though I seem as positive as I can be on here, I can be in my head a lot. I can be hard on myself, and I can let pride get in the way to where um, – I will basically be saying, like, nobody got my back, but God didn't send me, like, 10 people. <laughs> and it's like, because I'm in my head, you know what I'm saying, I push them away. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to learn to really change your mental. Like, if you want to bring a like-minded people around you, you know what I'm saying, change your mental. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've seen a meme the other day that said, when you focus on fear, negativity, that's what your life is going to be like. They say the world around us is a reflection of what our thoughts are. So filter out those negative thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Be mentally healthy. And um, my last one is give yourself credit for the days you've made it through when you thought you couldn't. Um, mm-hmm. We <laughs> we can be so hard on ourselves. And I got this from Inner Soul Journey Saves, you know, yeah, I was just scrolling. We can be so hard on ourselves. We always are so focused on 
where we want to be at next in life, and we never stop to take a look and see how far we've come. You know, there there will be times where we're in a storm and we just continue to ask God, why me, why me, when we forget what he got us out of before. Like I've said before on here, you know, I've been struggling with this whole breakup thing, but I can say that I'm two months now. I'm two months, wait, how am I saying? I am mentally better two months later than I was two months before. I hope I said that right. So, you know, like I had to tell myself, like, he's going to get me through this. He didn't got me through way worse. I know I'm going to get over this. And I had to learn that, you know, it had, you know, us breaking up, it was just best because I was looking for someone to save me from my own toxic way. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he was just basically, how can I put it? He was just basically looking for like the same thing, like he wanted to make each other better. But like in in the in the outcome though, it's like our purpose was to help each other find our own path for life. I'm doing better, he's doing better. Like sometimes things come together and when they and when they break apart, don't question it because you know what I'm saying, that's God, you know what I'm saying, basically bringing something better to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if not, you know what I'm saying, like I just say that to say, like, we have to stop questioning ourselves and saying, like, what did I do wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to basically know, like, listen, you're in a storm, you're at a low point, but don't let yourself stay there. Know that you're going to get through it. Don't stay stuck on the what is. If I stay stuck on the what is, there would not be a fucking podcast tonight. I'm just telling you, I'm pushing through because I know God has been there for me, so I got to trust him. And with my last thing... Daily affirmations. Uh, I got this sent from Nikki Hill. This is like was sent to my email. So I was like, oh, it's going to be the daily affirmation. It was daily affirmations they created for me. It says, I accept and let go. The past has no power over me anymore. I choose to see the light that I am to this world. I trust my inner wisdom and intuition, and I let go of fear. I love and approve of myself. So, yes, that is my daily affirmation. Uh, with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. And peace and love, y'all. We out. Peace and love.